Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 78 for the 7th of Adar Rishon in a leap year. And today we are concluding with chapter 27. And the topic of today is faking it until you make it. So this is a common phrase that we often hear. I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's often used for people who, in all kinds of different contexts, it could be something as simple as somebody is feeling sad, they're not in the happiest place, and somebody says to them, you know, fake it till you make it. Put on a smile, and the more you smile, the happier you'll be. Or it can be in terms of a character trait. Let's say somebody doesn't really like to give very much. They're, they're kind of stingy by nature, but they want to become more generous. So somebody could say to them, fake it till you make it you just pretend that you're a generous person give to people and this will cause you to eventually become generous an actually generous person or it could be in terms of success want to be successful person you start acting like successful people act and eventually that will lead you to being successful if you want to be fit want to be in shape so you start and you want to be a healthy person you start acting as if you're a healthy person, as if you're a fit person. How do fit and healthy people act? Eventually, this will lead you to actually becoming fit and healthy. So today we are going to take this discussion and we're going to add in an element to it. And this element is God. And we're going to talk about how on a spiritual level, when we talk about faking it until we make it in a holy sense, actually does cause a very real transformation within us. And this is by virtue of the help of God. And this is not something that we could have done on our own without God. And so just to give a little bit of context to this discussion, what we've been talking about so far in this chapter is we've been talking about this idea of really being in control of our impulses and in control specifically of our thoughts so that if we, uh, and the power that this self-control has on a spiritual level, so that if we, for example, have inappropriate thoughts thoughts of transgressions, definitely those are things that we need to really, really work on training ourselves to push out of our minds. But then we took the discussion even further than that. And we talked about how even if you have permissible type thoughts and you have, you're thinking about things that are totally permissible or like you're hungry and you want to eat something that's totally kosher. So rather than just rushing to eat that food, we learned about this idea of self-restraint and this idea of delayed gratification and how there's a virtue to this self-restraint and delayed gratification, even if we're talking about permissible things, that the the mere act itself of working on controlling our impulses, controlling our innate desires and like this like kind of uh, rush of impulsivity, there's something valuable in that. And we talked about how it's 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 so valuable, in fact, that it, it causes a spiritual effect above and it causes the supernal sitra achra, the supernal other side basically to be subdued and it causes the elevation of the glory of God up above in 
this really amazing way. So we're going to start off that that's where we left off last time. And then now we're going to get into the text and take it from there. So then the ultra epic goes on here and he says that from this holiness, so which holiness, this is the holiness that got elevated when we subdued our gates Sahara. So there's, we said the glory of God and his holiness rose up. So from this holiness that rose up is drawn down a supernal holiness to man below to help him out in his service of God. And then the ultra Abbas here cites the Gemara in uh, Masachat Yoma, page 39a, where it says that if a person sanctifies themselves a little bit below, then they are sanctified, then God sanctifies them greatly above. And so meaning to say that like, you know, we just do a little bit, we do our part, and then God will respond and he will sanctify us much more above. And this is aside from the fact that ultra continues on that you are actually fulfilling a positive commandment when you sanctify yourself. So in the Torah in Vaikra chapter 20, verse seven, there is a phrase, which there, there's a part of a verse where it says, that you should be holy. So there is a positive commandment in its own right, regardless of the consequences of it, that we are supposed to be holy. But then there's like this added nice benefit that not only should we just be holy because God tells us to be holy and sanctify ourselves, which as we've learned means to kind of develop this level of like self-restraint and self-control, but it actually creates an effect on high. And then this effect on high comes back to us. It like boomerangs back to us and it helps us out in our service. So when we sanctify ourselves with what we're, what is permissible for us. So the altar over here defines what that means. So what does it mean that you sanctify yourself and make yourself holy? This means that even though you are not actually holy and you're not actually separate from the Sitra Ahra, because this Sitra Ahra, this, this, uh, these negative impulses are actually still very, very strong as they were at birth in your left ventricle of your heart. So if you go back earlier on in the Tanya, we talked about this, how we all have within our left ventricle of the heart, this like heated animal soul that resides there that is kind of strays us and leads us towards destructive, negative kind of things. So the ultra was saying, we did not eradicate that. That's still within us. However, nevertheless, we are still supposed to act as if we're holy, as if we don't have this thing. And so we are, we have conquered our, uh, our impulse and we sanctify ourselves in this way. So the impulse is there, the negative impulses are still there, but we're acting, this is the faking it part. We are acting as if it's not there. We are pushing it aside. And so thus we became, become sanctified. So, and what does this mean by the fact that thus we become sanctified is that then if we do this, if we act in this way, if we act in this holy sanctified kind of way, in the end, we actually will become holy and sanctified and uh, truly separated from the Sitra Akhra through this, that God sanctifies us greatly from above and help us out to push aside from our heart little by little. So that is the end of this section, the end of this chapter. So just kind of to sum it up and bring it back to what we were talking about before is so basically what the ultra Rabbi is teaching us here is that we all, he's, he's being very real. He's saying to us, I know that you guys all have negative impulses. That's not your fault. 
this is something we're all born with. We were all born in such a manner that we have an animal soul inside of us and it leads us in all kinds of different directions, not usually not in the most positive ways. And that's okay. That is, that's how God made us. Nevertheless, what our job is to do is to sanctify ourselves. And what does that mean to sanctify ourselves? It means that we need to tell that animal who's boss. We need to take control of our impulses, take control of our bodies and say, Yes, I know you're there. I know you're screaming screaming loudly from within and you want to do all these things and you want me to act on all these impulses. I'm not going to let you. I'm going to push you down and I'm going to take control. And when we do that, when we act as if we are holy, even if we're not actually on the inside, then God responds in kind and God helps us out. And God says, you know what, I'm going to, I see this effort that you're doing and it actually, and, and it, and it's a real thing. It's, it's like this real effect that our actions, this little bit that we do, there's a mirror effect above that this causes this subdual of the, of the negative forces above. And this causes this like overflowing empowerment, empowering force of holiness from above, from on high to come down into us and help us out. And little by little, we actually will start to see real changes on the inside from the inside. So if you go back to, you know, what I I talked about previously, I know I often talk about my yoga practice and, uh, and my contortion practice and those kind of things and how it can be very frustrating sometimes because you don't really see progress always. And there may be months and months and months where you don't really see a lot of progress. You don't really get that next pose. And, um, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about how the effort is really the point and that you kind of just are supposed to be in that effort, whether we're talking about yoga, have deal or whether we're talking about serving God, God wants us to fight. God wants us to just continuously be in the struggle. And that is our actual purpose. Nevertheless, the altar of a here is giving us a little bit of a redeeming factor. He's saying, your efforts are not really in vain. If you do this enough, God will respond in kind. So same way, just like, again, in my yoga practice, it may be day after day after day after day of effort and no return and no improvement and no improvement really for months and months and months. And it's very frustrating. But little by little, you do see improvements and little by little, you do get that next pose. So, so to hear the altar is saying that it's, it's, it, this does happen. We work and we work and we work and we try to better ourselves and we try to work on ourselves. And we push aside our negative impulses and eventually not through our own efforts alone, but we kind of are gifted this like present from our hot on high due to the small effort that we made. So I hope that was somewhat enlightening. And uh, that is the end of this chapter. And tomorrow we're going to move on to chapter 28. I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak Ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.